You're listening to The Retail Perch with Shekhar Raman and Gary Hawkins. We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Retail Perch. Uh, here, we took a short break here. We were attending grocery shop and a couple of other events and seemed like a busy September out there, Gary. Yes, it has been. It's uh, uh, nice to be back in person at these events, isn't it? Be able to see people face to face and not no one having to wear a mask. So you're not sure who you're talking to. That's so true. That's so true. So, you know, of course, after a long time, we don't, we're just me and Gary, no guests today. So if you're disappointed, just hang on. We're having more episodes and more guests. <laughs> more <laughs> but, uh, but we thought, you know, we'll take this time to talk about the grocery shop. Uh, both Gary and I were out there, spent quite a bit of time and it was a exciting show, Gary, right? It was. I, it was, I think, the largest uh, grocery shop event they've had so far over 4,000 attendees and you know the time I was there and it was most of it it was a pretty dynamic show you know the workshops were filled uh, you know all the speaking events and and the exhibit floor was also quite busy yeah yeah and I, in fact I think I thought the sessions were great as well and in fact yes uh, our own Gary Hawkins was on stage uh, talking <laughs> with uh, Art Sebastian and a couple of other people on on the stage. So Gary, maybe what we can do is just kind of go back and forth with each of our experiences, maybe talk about some of the cool stuff we found. And I'm guessing our listeners, some of them who didn't make it out of the grocery shop, will just get a short preview of what did happen and what you should keep an eye out for. Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, I think that'd be a good way to do this. So, you know, I, I think one of the things that, that hit me, and it wasn't technology per se, but I sat in on the session where uh, Fido, I can't speak her last name, the CEO of Instacart spoke. And, you know, it was right on top of their recent announcements around their connected store services. So, you know, Instacart being able to provide uh, the Caper smart carts, uh, you know, they've got electronic shelf tags now, uh, all these new services for retailers to help the retailer, you know, continue forward here into the future, but saving the retailer, having to bring different pieces together. Instacart's done a lot of this integration. Uh, so you can create your shopping list on Instacart and have it show up on your smart card in the store. So right. the, they're Pretty being cool. really aggressive here. Yeah, I, I guess they're taking... I mean, they're being a technology company, right? They're just yes. focusing on how to improve the experience. They're not uh, burdened with the rest of the operational stuff of running a store. So they can bring all of that into the experience much more yes. than a, a retailer can on their own. Well, that's right. That's right. But they, they've really been uh, active lately. You know, as I still uh, read and hear, they are on a path to an IPO. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see if that happens and what their valuation is. Uh, but the other big announcement that came uh, around grocery shop was their acquisition of Rosie, right? right? The, the uh, e-commerce solution platform that's used by many small independent retailers. Right. So Instacart's, you know, got their eye on that portion of the market. Right, right. And I, and I think about three years back, they acquired Unata, right? Yes. Uh, also. So I guess they're yeah. trying to build out some product where they have a 
off-the-shelf e-commerce product that they can sell to retailers, right? Yeah, yeah. So they they've got you know Rosie, which is really positioned against the independent sector of the market. They've got Unata, which allows them to provide a white label e-commerce solution for like a Wegmans, you know, mm-hmm. and and other retailers. And then of course the Instacart marketplace. So yeah. it's really fascinating to watch their moves here recently. It is, it is. And I guess, you know, with the way the market's been going here the last couple of months, maybe this year is not good for an IPO. I don't think, uh, I know the market's getting hammered this year. Yes. So uh, I haven't heard a lot of IPOs, but yeah, I think it's exciting. Uh, you know, I, well, I, maybe some of our retail listeners don't think it's very exciting, but uh I think from the overall perspective, from change and it shakes you up and makes you think in new directions and address yes. challenges, it's pretty exciting. It, yeah, I mean, the reaction I've heard has really been split, as, as I sort of expected, right? right. Um, it, and this is particularly on the, the independent side. You know, some number of smaller retailers are looking at the acquisition of Rosie as a good thing. You know, because now they're going to have access to more resources, more services, capabilities, et cetera. But there's another, I think, significant segment of of those retailers that are saying, ah, I'm a little worried and concerned about this. Mm. Right. So it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. But then the the last piece around Instacart is, I, I think probably everyone saw, was their announcements around uh, health and wellness and some of their big initiatives there. Right. right. You know, they've got a, a partnership now with Good Measures, who we know they are actually funding uh, food for, you know, apparently some of the food desert areas to help ensure people get healthy food. They, uh, you know, are bringing in other attributes to help people filter through, you know, retailers, product offerings and so on. Right. So anyway, they, they're doing a lot here lately. Yeah, 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 definitely in the news. And I think, uh, I mean, apart from the other normal topics that I saw, it seemed like almost every booth had two words in them. They had data and they had personalization on you know, pretty much every booth, I think. Yeah, and, yes. Right. And I was just thinking if there was a retailer walking through, they're going to be walking out of that exhibit floor with their head spinning in terms of, you know, everything seems kind of the same. And I guess we're, we're maybe it's because there are just so many uses of, data and there's so many angles to personalization right whether it is uh i saw an interesting one can't remember the name of the company but i think they're out of france where they gamify continuity for brands oh uh, untie knots untie knots that's right i thought it was really interesting where they allow brand to provide some kind of a i guess it's like Wi-Fi get six get the sixth one free, but on a very brand specific nature, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know they position it as being personalized, and I, I guess from the perspective of as a shopper, you can choose to participate in any of these things, and you know ideally the deals that are being presented to you are based on your past purchases. Yeah, you know, so the, there there is some level of. I it, thought that was yeah. an interesting take on uh, on that, and I saw a number of companies which are offering. I think that the other interesting thing that I really saw was Amazon Go was there, where they talked about the grab yes. and go stores, which was yes. super interesting. Of course, we saw some of our friends in that booth. Uh, yes, 
And uh, yeah, and, and in fact, I walked up and I asked them, hey, is this a real life story? He says, no, these cameras are all just dummy cameras just to show you. But it was interesting that they were there at grocery shop. And I guess they're trying to offer their services to retailers uh, if yes. they want to have that functionality, right? Yeah, that's right. And they are doing deals. I don't know if they've gotten any into the grocery space yet, but I know they've got a lot of discussions going on. But, you know, they've certainly done deals with other merchants like uh, who's at the SIBO uh, stores in the airports right uh that they've created an arrangement with them and i think there's a couple others but hmm. that technology computer vision platforms i really like and i think that as it continues to scale is going to be really transformative in the store right um you know and as you know i think you know i've been watching that space you know who the players are and there seems to be a growing gap between amazon's capabilities and everyone else Correct. right amazon scaled us up to over a forty thousand square foot store now yeah well you know i i've always uh fancied this as the future which is every supermarket having a grab and go section right may not be the yep. entire store but these are for your quick trips go and grab your yes. bread milk egg few produce items and just walk out you know yeah no cashier in place just walk in and walk out and you know that all of course you know i think the retailers that are going to benefit or have those that have some kind of loyalty already in place where you're, you know you're you're already id'd Yes. And this is maybe one more reason where people need to be thinking about, hey, that's the future. How am I going to put that into my store? Uh, because yeah. you have to have ID customers, right? So, yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. I mean, that technology to me is a classic example of an exponentially growing technology, right? If you look at Amazon, you know, that first Go store was only 1,800 square feet and opened up a little over four and a half years ago. Right. And they're now over 40,000 square feet. Right. So I, I think, and everything I'm reading, some of the European retailers are being much more uh, aggressive in this mm -hmm. area, you know, opening smaller stores up, but doing that so they can begin to learn and get their hands around this technology. So they're ready as it continues to scale up. Right. Uh, you know, here in the U.S., I'm seeing a much, much slower pace and, and adoption. And to me, that's sort of worrisome. You know, I, I you know. And actually, the, the technology is only going to get cheaper over time, right? At, oh, abs absolutely. Yes. It's going to become commodity at some point. And I think you can incorporate that experience, even if it's not the entire store. You know, I mean, we all know, Gary, that in a store with 40,000 SKUs, you know what the high moving items are. You can probably house them in a much smaller square yes. foot for those who are in and out of their uh, the store. I thought that was cool. The other thing yeah. I found uh, really interesting was there were, um, of course, shelf tags. Those are always yeah. interesting. I'm seeing more and more retailers take interest in electronic shelf tags. And yes. I guess maybe the initial hesitation of the large investment that you have to make per store gets offset by the operational efficiency yeah, that you achieve yeah, right yeah i think those i mean they've been around a long time you know but i i think electronic shelf tags are, are hitting that sort of inflection point i think we're going to see a lot more retailers adopt them more broadly i mean we're seeing hy-vee for example 
you know, has committed to them and are, you know, slowly rolling out across all their stores. Right. Uh, I, I think one of the other drivers of that technology is growing interest in dynamic pricing. Right. Right. You know, the ability, you know, whether it's good or bad, there's a whole separate uh, discussion. But right. The ability to change prices quickly, maybe based on weather or that type thing. Right. You need to have ESLs if you're going to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think uh, there's obviously two or three big players in that. I've seen that at Best Buy's. They've, they've pretty much converted everything to ESLs. They have electronic shelf tags all over the place. Yes. I think it also, uh, I mean, apart from the operational efficiency and the personalized pricing, I think it also allows you to maintain compliance of pricing across the board, right? So yes. you know yeah, the absolutely. price is showing up. You're not dependent on, hey, did the person hang up the price today in this store and that yeah. store? Uh, all these little issues get ironed out. And yeah, I, th I think it's it's... It's exciting. It, it seems like there's more control being placed in the back office on the overall operations and let yes. the in-store people worry about the customer interaction and the experience than these operational it, bits of having to change the price on the table. No, that, that, that's right. And I think you're going to see those ESLs continue to evolve, right? With you know retailers being able to light up the appropriate tag as that online order picker is going down the aisle right. to bring them to the next item that's got to be picked, you know, be able to signal to a shopper in the aisle, hey, you know, we've got a promotion on this item for you, or this is gluten-free and we know that's important to you. So I, I think that technology has got a long way to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I find it, you know, ultimately, I think, you know, when you go to a local farmer's market, as many of us have farmer's markets in our local area, I think one of the things about we like about the farmer's market is that you actually interact with people. People, right? yes. Right? And I think, you know, if we can get the grocery store back to where you're interacting with people in the store who are helping yep. you in the shopping journey and everything else is being managed with all the operational stuff is being made, managed by technology. Right. Uh, yes. I think that would be a fantastic experience. Yeah, it's, it's, really. it's a great opportunity, right? Yeah, I you think know, it's and a I, I think, you know, we'll see some retailers that, you know, take advantage of all this growing automation to simply reduce labor costs and so on. But others, I think, to your point, are going to think about this a little differently and think about reinvesting some of those savings now back into people and yep. focusing on their shopping experience. Exactly. Because I, I think we still, we don't want to get away from, I think the number of jobs that a local supermarket provides to the community is Oh, it's quite a lot. And I think it, I don't think the intention yeah. is to reduce that. I think the idea is how do you increase experience, reduce costs? Yes. Right? No, yeah. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Gary, the other th interesting thing, I, I know Ibotta was there in a big way. And I think I was yeah. spent some time with their booth and they were talking about uh, their whole Walmart Plus uh, yes. initiative. I thought that was pretty cool too, what they're doing with, uh, and it looks like Walmart's finally looking at some kind of loyalty. Although it's it, the, just for their e-commerce experience, right? Yeah, but I think we're going to see that grow. Yeah, and apparently it's been in the works for some time. Right. Uh, but yeah, and effectively bringing that Ibotta experience into you know today the online world, but uh, I don't think it's going to surprise anyone when we see that move over to the in-store. That's right. That's right. And I believe, from what I understand, if you're a Walmart Plus customer, 
even if you shop in the store, you can get the deals. Yes. Yeah, right? I, I think that's right. Yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah. right. So that's but no, I, Ibotta uh, is, is certainly looking to continue to grow. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought I, you know, they were, they were all over the place. They were, of course, yeah. uh, I think there's a couple of things that you found uh, pretty exciting in terms yeah. of technology, maybe not in terms of data, but uh, in terms of basic technology. Yeah, right? yeah. no, there, there were a couple of things. Uh, one was a company called Phenonic, which, uh, you know, when you think about fulfilling online orders, you know, more and more retailers are looking at micro fulfillment centers and automation and so on. And there's a lot of advantages to that, but also challenges when you're dealing with multi-temperature products. Mm -hmm. You've got to have, you know, some of that MFC going into the cooler area, some into a frozen area, so on. Phenonic has developed a, I, I think it's referred to as a thermoelectric technology, so they can cool a tote or a bin simply mm. with a, a small uh, thermoelectric piece of equipment inside that tote. So this is really, I think, going to revolutionize a lot of fulfillment because that, that tote now can sit in the, the main micro fulfillment center. It doesn't have to be kept in these different temperature areas. Mm. And that refrigerated tote can go outside into a locker for people picking up curbside it can go into a van for home delivery. So kind of like on the go refrigeration. It, yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And far more effective than simply using chill packs and dry yeah, yeah. ice and all that type stuff. Right. Nice. So, nice. Uh, you know, maybe not as super sexy as some of the stuff we see, but um, I, I think that's going to be a really transformative uh, technology. Mm. Um the other one I saw, and I don't know if you saw them, was a company called Firework. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I did see know, them. Firework is doing uh, short form uh, video, shoppable video, shoppable live stream video. Uh, yes. These guys are growing incredibly fast. They are international now. They received uh, over $100 million in funding just a few months back from SoftBank. And they've signed deals. I think they announced at a grocery shop. They signed a deal with Walmart. Uh, they've got a deal with Albertsons. And they're in discussion with nearly every other big player. And what's uh, driving this shaker is two things. You know, one, more and more shoppers and consumers today want to interact with video. Right. right? And, you know, video optimized, you know, for my, my smartphone. Mm -hmm. uh, so short you know, five, 10, 15 second clips, shoppable video, and there's a tie into the retail media networks. So mm. these videos can be brand sponsored, mm. right? So you may, a retailer may have a 15 second uh, video introducing a new item, or maybe it's uh, around the recipe or something, but they can be brand sponsored. So mm. where Firework is finding a lot of traction is, bringing video into the retail media network efforts of, uh, you know, Walmart and, and uh, Albertsons and some of these other big players. Yeah, of course, that was the other big uh, conversation, retail media networks. Right? Yes. Everybody's <laughs> uh, all over there. Everybody's all over it. I, I saw an interesting session where they were trying to, well, the speaker was talking about how do you measure the, uh, 
effectiveness of your campaigns. And I think that's been an eternal marketing challenge in a, in a world where you have uh, a zillion promotions going on all the time. How do you measure the effectiveness of a particular campaign? Uh, yeah. is, is a big challenge. Uh, we also had some of our, uh, some of our guests on retail perch on the stage, apart yes. from you, Gary, we had, I think, Ron Bonacci at a session uh, from Weiss Markets. I saw even Daniel Lund from Live yeah, FS. Yeah, yeah yes, stage. yeah. I ran into him in the yeah, speaker room. Him. We uh, had a nice uh, quick conversation to catch up. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, I think there were a few more uh, that we that we saw. There were people from Grocery Shopping that I saw, and uh, yes, yeah, it was. Uh, Exciting to see that a number of retail perch guests have actually made it to the stage. So I guess maybe we should we should tell people that hey, if you want to get the information first, you got to first listen to retail perch. That, that's right. To the that's future right. stars we're, we're, of grocery. So that's right. We're the path to the stage. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you got to go through the retail perch. Anyway, yeah. So it was, I think it was a great show overall. It was terrific to meet a lot of uh, old friends back uh, face to face yes. um, across the industry. Um, you know, either meal. I know the Mandalay Bay was packed. Every single, uh, yes. uh, every single restaurant was booked out every night. So, yep, yep. We also got to meet. Uh, I don't remember his name, but this actor from uh, Sopranos. Uh, oh, I saw you, you, you put it up on LinkedIn or somewhere. Yeah, I did. I did. Yes. I did. I did. Yeah. I did. You know, you know, I don't want to use his name in Sopranos because I think that would be uh, inadvisable on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but his initials were BP. Um, yeah. And he was big. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I think there were lots of great events. Uh, again, I know for those of you who miss Grocery Shop, it's, it's definitely an event that you want to be at. Not that we're trying to promoted we're not being paid by grocery shops to do this but as an in-person event i think it's one of the more vibrant grocery yes. events that's happening out there right yeah yeah that no, was a good show yeah all right guys so i think that's about rounding it up if you guys have any questions we have a bunch of guests lined up here in the next uh few weeks coming up so if you're disappointed that it's just me and gary just hang on you're going to get more episodes coming out but uh <laughs> Uh, it's going to be a fun next few weeks. Uh, thanks again for supporting us and listening to us. Uh, I want to thank Stephanie Doherty for was the producer of the show, was uh, helping put this out. Gary, any other thoughts or no? Great up? to talk with you again. And uh, as you say, we've got a lot of great guests coming up, so we'll talk with everyone soon. Awesome. All right, all right, guys. Have a great day and enjoy the fall. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at theretailperch at birdseye.com. Until next time, this is Shaker. And this is Gary, signing off.